Okay, we're beginning here with the Mishnah on the bottom of Mem and with Bet. The Mishnah is continuing with the description of the Tiglacha Tatara, what a Nazir does at the end of his Nizirut. Now, Haya Mivashelet Ashlamim, Oshulkan. He's cooking the Shlamim. Oshulkan, the way that the Mifaresh explains it is, She'in Mivushal Yafet, it's not completely cooked. Whereas Tosafot brings the alternative view of what shulkan is, which is bishul yotermidai, which means excessive cooking. That's a machloket that we see in the Rishonim many places in Shas with regards to shulkan as to whether it means partially cooked or overcooked. You can see over here the Mesorot Shas brings Tosafot from other places in Shas, where actually he might not always has the same definition as he has over here. Notel now here the Mishnah is quoting the Pasuk itself, and so there's nothing to learn from the language in the Mishnah, because the Pasuk says this, The word Bishela, the Gemara defines in one of two ways, whether it means Bishela means cooked, or Bishela means Bishlemuta in its entirety. From the Shlamim, V'chalat matzahat minatzal. So over here the girsa should probably be changed to reflect what the pasuk says, which is chalat matzahat minatzal. Urikik matzahechad, and it takes one of each of these matzot from the matzot that the nazir brings. He gets one out of the ten, ten percent of them, similar to the toda. By the toda, you have forty. Chalot, over here you have 20 chalot, so from the two types, one ten of each, they get, going gets one of them, they are going to go towards the tnufa. Venatan al kapeh nazir is what the pasuk says in the Mishnah, it's venotein al kapeh nazir. And then, umenifan, he does the tnufa, which the next pasuk continues, it says here, achar hitgelchot nizro, and then the pasuk says, venifotam akoin tnufa lifnei Hashem. They're done as a wave offering before Hashem. Kodeshul akoin. It's given to the Kohen, al-chazet tnufa v'ashokat shumah. Above and beyond the chazet tnufa and shokat shumah. Shlamim normally have portions of the shlamim that belong to the Kohen. And that is the chazet and the shok belong to the Kohen in normal instances. Over here by the kurban of the nazir, the shalmi nazir, he gets an additional item, which is he gets the zrawah. In addition to the chazet and the shok that normally comes with the shlamim. So that's what we're speaking about here. The tnufa, the wave offering that is done. It seems here that the wave offering is done with the zroa and the two matzot that the Kohen gets. That's what the wave offering is done with the Kohen's hands below those of the Nazir and they do a wave offering. And seemingly that is separate from the wave offering that is done with the Kazat tnufa and shokat shuma, which are normally given from shlamim. And therefore they would be excluded from the halachot that are brought in our Mishnah, which is, After that is completed, the Nazir now is permitted to drink wine and to become Tamei Lemeitim. So again, leaving out the Chazei at Tnufa and Shokat it seems that they're not Ma'akev, the Nazir's ability to drink wine and become a Tamei Lemeit. The Mishnah doesn't mention them, and the Psukim mention them as Al Chazet Tnufa Vashokat as being in addition to, but not that the Chazet Tnufa Vashokat are Me'akev, 
the Nazir's ability to continue and says, Nazir and then the Nazir is allowed to drink wine. That is the position of the Tanakama. In the order of, in the order of the Psukim, we're going to see this in a second. In the order of the Psukim, you bring the Kurbanot, you shave the hair, then you use the hair to cook the Shlamim, and then the wave offering is done with the Zroa after the Shlamim is cooked, and that wave offering then releases the individual to then drink wine and be mitamei the metim. And the way that the Tanakhala seems to say here is that the entire process is necessary in order to release the Nazir. Rabbi Shimon Omer, As soon as one of the Kurbanot is brought, the Nazir then is Rabbi Shimon does not require the entire process to be done. Rather, only that you have Zrikat Adam that is done, and that suffices to allow you to then go ahead and drink wine and be mitamei l'meitim. Now we're going to have a machlokin in a breita, which Tosafot equates with the positions in our Mishnah. And that's important because it's not mukhrach what Tosafot says. Therefore, there are alternate opinions. But Tosafot sees this breita as an explanation for the opinions in our Mishnah, which is Tanar Abanan, Bachar Ishteh, Anazir Yayin, Achara Masim Kulan, Divrei Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer over here says that all the Masim here are me'akev, your ability, or the Nazir's ability to drink wine. And then Bachayishte Yayin, in the order of the Psukim, that's the last thing that is found. Bachayishte Yayin is mean after you completed all the process. And what Tosafot says is, Rabbi Eliezer equates to the Tanakam of our Mishnah. The Tanakam of our Mishnah requires everything be done. And then only then can the Nazir be drink wine and be mitameda meitin. After you do one item, one item, according to the Tosafot, is achar masidi af echad min adamim. Even one of the damim suffices in order to release the Nazir. And that would equate to Rabbi Shimon in our Mishnah. The Mifaresh says achar kurban. The distinction that he draws is between Korban and Giluach. It's not clear because the Girsot and the Mifaresh aren't as tight as we would want them, but it seems from the Mifaresh that he requires, according to this, all the Korbanot to be brought, just not the Giluach to be done. As opposed to, according to Rabbi Lezer, where you would require not only the Korbanot, but you'd also require the Giluach, the cutting of one's hair. Now this Divrei Rabbi Eliezer is somewhat difficult because we had Rabbi Eliezer appear in the Mishnah yesterday. And Rabbi Eliezer's opinion in the Mishnah yesterday was, that he was Megaleach on the Chatat. Now the Mishnah that we have, the Gersa is Rabbi Elazar. The Rabbi Elazar is the one who says that you have the Chatat and not Rabbi Eliezer. We also had in the Gemara quoted Chanan Omer Mishum Rabbi Lezer Vigilach Anazir Petach Omeid Kozman Shem Petach Omeid Patuach Enu Megaleach. So over here, if you have these opinions of Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Lezer says that it has to be after the Chatat, which is the Geluach is done after the Chatat, which seems to indicate that you only need one Korban because the Chatat is the first Korban that is brought, and then you do the Geluach immediately after that. And it seems to release the individual, at least, and you don't need to do the whole process in order. 
So that might be questionable as to whether the Girsa in the previous Mishnah is Rabbi Eliezer or Rabbi Elazar. And depending on which Girsa that you have in that Mishnah, then you would have to equate these two Mishnayot and explain the position of Rabbi Eliezer. As you can see in the Tosvot, he says, Rabbi Eliezer so the Tosfot has the Girsa in the Mishnah be Rabbi Eliezer and not Rabbi Elazar. So he has to then equate that with our Mishnah over here with the Rabbi Eliezer that says over here. And then what you would have to say is that even though he says that the Giluach takes place even after the Chatat, nevertheless, the Ishtea Yayin and the Tamei Meitim, you'd still have to bring the remainder of the Korbanot in order to release the Nazir. All right, now... The Tosavot says, again, that these are equated, but you could argue, and there are Rishonim that seemingly do not agree with the Tosavot, this is the Divri Akol. Our Mishnah is the Divri Akol, and the difference is between what's Me'akev and what is the Mitzvah. If you want to know what is the Mitzvah, that is the first line in our Mishnah, the first opinion in our Mishnah. First opinion in Mishnah says you got to do the whole process, and then the Nazir is Shotei Ya'inim Itamei the Meitim. Over here in the Brayta, they're arguing about what is me'akev. What would be me'akev if you did it before that point in time would ruin it for you. So you could explain our Mishnah according to both opinions, both according to Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim could fit into our Mishnah. And simply say our Mishnah is talking about what the mitzvah is. The mitzvah is to do all of these items and then have the Nazir drink the wine and meet the Metim. Over here they're arguing about what's me'akev. If you didn't do everything right, then what is the minimum that you must do in order for the Nazir to be Shoteyayin? So that way we explain it according to both opinions, and then that would not be like what Tosafot says, that the Brayta is explaining our Mishnah, that they're just like our, the Brayta is talking about what's Me'akev, our Mishnah is also talking about what's Me'akev. You could explain it like the way I just said, which is that the Brayta is talking about what's Me'akev, the Mishnah is talking about what's the Mitzvah, what's the proper way to do it. So my time I would what is the reasoning behind the Rabbanon's position here in the Brayta? It says over here at the end of the process, it says after the Tnufah, then the Nazir drinks the wine. It also says earlier, earlier in the Parsha, it says, after he's cut his hair. That's when it's talking about the Tnufa, it says like like we just saw in the Mishnah, and then Achar after he's cut his hair. So the Tnufa comes after he's cut his hair. The drinking of the wine comes after the Tnufa. So now what the drosha is is Mahotom Achar What that means here, Tosafot says that's written by the Tiglachat, which is a Masayichidi. And so to over here, you would only require one kurban in order to allow one to drink the wine. Matam achar masayichidi, just like by the tiglachat, it says achar masayichidi because it says achar yitkadchod nizro, you have the tnufa. So to over here, achar yishtad nazir yayin will also be after a masayichidi. It'll be after one item. What's that one item? One of the korbanot. That's at least according to Tosafot, that one of the korbanot would suffice. The way the Mepharesh reads, it seems to me, after the korbanot, but not after the giluach. That it's possible that my Yechidi over here means that you don't need both korbanot and giluach, 
You only need the korbanot. Then the Gemara says, Ema adika dervayu. Pashtut of the psukim seems to be, if you follow the order here, that Achayishteh Nazir means after the Tnufa, which is after the Giluach, which is after the Korbanot. And therefore you should acquire both Korbanot and Giluach. The Gemara says, well, if you do that, then what does the Gzereshava help you for? Because then, basically, you're just reading the Psukim straight through, and Achar Achar, the Gzereshava doesn't do anything for you. Because now you're reading Achar Yishtia Nazir means after you brought the Korbanot, after you cut the hair. I mean, basically you did everything, and now you drink the wine. On the other hand, Achar Hit we said was, immediately after you do the Giluach, you do the Tnufa, that there's a Maise Yechidi, there's only one action that is taken here. So too, by Achar, Yishtia Nazir should also be only after there's a single action that has been taken. And what is that single action? Again, it's the bringing of the Korbanot, whether according to Mephresh seems that he's saying all the Korbanot, or according to Tosafot, it means at least one of the Korbanot. And this is consistent with Tosafot's explanation that the Brayta is parallel with the Mishnah, that it matches up with Rabbi Shimon's opinion that you just need Achad Min Adamim in order to qualify for drinking wine. So just like Achad Yit Chodkod Nizro is a single action that precedes the Tnufa, so to Achayishten Nazir Yayin will also be connected to a single action. Now the Rosh over here asks, why don't we use the Gzair Shava to tell us that the Tnufa is not Me'akev? Because nobody here mentions the Tnufa as being an Ikuv. So why not say that the Gzair Shava comes to teach you that you don't have to do the Tnufa? Achayishten Nazir Yayin is after the Tnufa, after the wave offering. So say that the Gzair Shava comes to help you to say that you don't have to wait till after the Tznufa, according to everyone. And that would be what the Achar Achar is for over here. The Rosh says that's unnecessary because the Tznufa is never Me'akev. And he says, Yeshlamar, the Memelia Dana, the Kevin, the Tznufa, Yashirei Mitzvah, Lo Me'akva. Since the Tznufa is a residual Mitzvah, it's never Me'akev. And that's actually going to be the next part of the Gemara here that we're going to see that Tznufa is never Ma'akev. And since it's never Ma'akev, you're not going to need a Gzair Shava to teach you that it's not Ma'akev over here. And therefore the Gzair Shava has to come to help you in some other way. And how does it help you in some other way? Is that it allows you to drink wine after either you brought all your korbanot and didn't cut your hair, or even if you just brought a single korban, you'd be able to drink wine, depending if you... Subscribe to the Mifaresh or to the Baleya Tosafot over here. Amarav, Tnufa Benazir Me'akebet. Rav suggests over here that the wave offering is Me'akeb by the Nazir. Alibet the man. According to whom does Rav say this? Ilaim Alibet the Rabbonon. If he's saying it according to the Rabbonon, Tiglachat, Amri Ranalo Me'akvo. The Rabbonon say Tiglachat is not Me'akeb. Tnufa Miboy. You have to tell me about the wave offering? Tuglachat is a Maseh Begufa Nazir. It's cutting his hair. And that, according to the Chamim, is not Me'akev. Then certainly, Tnufa is not Me'akev over here. And what Tosfot notes over here is that even though the Chachamim made it clear in the Brayta that you only need Maseh Yechidi, what we would think is that Maseh Yechidi must be done completely. As the Rosh says, V'had Amri Rabbanan Achar Maseh Yechidi, Achar Shenizrak, and that would be the Havamina here, 
that the Tnufa would be me'akevet with regards to that one korban, but not for all the korbanot. El alibid Rabbi Eliezer. It must be that you're saying this according to Rabbi Eliezer. Pshita. Hamar Rabbi Eliezer. Achar masim kulam. Rabbi Eliezer states it explicitly that you have to do the whole process in order to drink wine. Maudetema. What would I have thought? Kevin delinyon kapara. Sharei mitzvahi. Just because by kapara. Snufa is considered to be a shari mitzvah. This is a terminology that's used in the Gemara in Zvachim and Menachot to describe mitzvot that are associated with korbanot or menachot that are not me'akev. They're the proper procedure in order to gain kapara, but they're not me'akev. One of those is snufa, the wave offering. If one brings a korban and does the zrikat adam done, they attain kapara. Even though they didn't do the snufa, even though they didn't do the wave offering. The wave offering is the mitzvah, meaning you're supposed to do it, but it's not me'akev. So they call it sheyarei ha-mitzvah, a residual of the mitzvah. Why is it called a residual of the mitzvah? Because kiper v'lo kiper. If he does it without that piece, he gets kapara. Lo kiper, he didn't do it entirely properly. He should have done it this way, but he didn't. And so that's what it means over here. This is a sharia mitzvah. lo So too by... The Nazir, it should not be Ma'akev. Kamash Malan, that Rab tells us that Rabbi Eliezer believes that it is Ma'akev. And that's what the Chiddush of Rab is. Even though it seems from the Brita that you could have learned that without Rab, which is Achar Masim Kulam. It says, after everything, that seems to indicate that you need to do everything, including the Tnufa. Nevertheless, Rab is coming to explain to us, or make it clear to us, that the Tznufa, even though Tznufa in general does not have this status of being Ma'akev over here, when he says Achar Masin Kulam, that literally means after every Masin, including the Tznufa in this instance. Mar says, Umi Ma'akva, is Tznufa really Ma'akev by the Nazir? Ba'atanya, don't we have a brighter? Zot Torat HaNazir. It's the last line, last pasuk by the Tarat HaNazir. It says Zot Torat HaNazir. Asher yidor, kubanol Hashem on Yisrael. Now the Gemara says, Ben she'esh lo kapayim, ben she'ein lo kapayim. So the Brayta says over here that whether he has hands or whether he does not have hands. Now the Gemara's assumption over here is, how are we learning? Which side are we learning from? There are two possibilities over here. One is to learn from, if he has hands, he must do tznufa. Therefore, if he doesn't have hands, he can't do the tznufa. And therefore, he would be precluded from completing his nizirut. That's one way to learn it. The other way to learn it is that, just like if he has no hands, he can't do tnufa. So too, if he does have hands, he doesn't have to do tnufa. That is the direction that the Gemara is taking right now, assuming that the Braitha is learning. Even though the other way would have made some sense, which is that when you have, if he doesn't have hands, right, then... It should be ma'akev, then he can't bring the tnufa. Ben kapayim means that if he has hands, then it should not be ma'akev. Why? Because kol bila ain't bila ma'akev If you have the ability to do it, then it should not be ma'akev. So what we would say here is that when he doesn't have hands, it would be ma'akev because he can't do the tnufa at all. Where he does have hands, if he doesn't do it, then it wouldn't be ma'akev. So now what you would say is the limud comes to teach you, just like by Ein Lo Kapayim, it is Me'akev, so too by Yesh Lo Kapayim, it is Me'akev. The Gemara doesn't take that route and does not go to Chumrah. The Gemara says it the Kula and says, just like by the case where 
he does not have kapayim, he doesn't have to do tnufa. So too, be ishlo kapayim, if he does have hands, he doesn't have to do tnufa. And it's not me'akev. So that's the Gemara's question here. You just told me tnufa is me'akev. I have a bright ear telling me that tnufa is not me'akev. Ve'ela hadatanyo. So now, if that's the explanation that you want to give to this brighter, we have another brighter that says something similar, which is Titania. Zotarata Nazir, Ben Sheesh Lo Seyar, Ben Shein Lo Seyar. Whether he has hair or doesn't have hair. Hachanami Dolomakva. Now you want to tell me here also it means that it's not Mi'akev, meaning that just like where he doesn't have Seyar, he wouldn't have to cut his hair. So too where he has Seyar, he wouldn't have to cut his hair. That's clearly not the explanation because, number one, the Chachamim believed that you have to cut your hair, the mitzvah. And Rabbi Eliezer believes you have to cut your hair, la'akev, meaning that you must cut your hair in order to proceed with the tarata mitzvah, in order to be able to drink wine. So that clearly cannot be the explanation of the Brayta. Elo the Brayta must be telling you, ben lo seyar, just like when you have seyar, one has to cut their hair, then Ben Shainlo Seyar, so too, even when he doesn't have Seyar, he has to cut his hair. Ah, if he has to cut his hair when he doesn't have Seyar, well, how do you cut your hair when you don't have Seyar? Two possibilities. One is that you simulate it, and you have to run the razor over the head, even though there's no hair. Or, in Ochanami, it's Me'akev. And you cannot be Me'tayer this Me'nazir, because he has no hair to cut. So those are the two possibilities, but that seems like the more likely explanation of this brighter, that it must be that just like by when you have hair, you cut, so too when you have no hair, you cut. So then the explanation of the previous brighter would be, just like by kapayim, you have to do tznufa, so too, you also have to do tznufa. Now whether that's me'akev, or that is, the mitzvah will depend if you hold like the Chachamim or you hold like Rabbi Eliezer. According to Rabbi Eliezer, it will be Me'akev. According to the Chachamim, it will be the mitzvah, it's not Me'akev. Ve'atanyo. Now, Ve'atanyo here is the supportive of the way that we're explaining the second Brayta, which is, Nazir Mimurat. Nazir who has no hair. Be'chamay omim, enu tzarech l'avir tar al-rosho. Be'chamay says, you don't have to run a razor over his head. Be'chamay omim, tzarech l'avir tar al-rosho. You do have to run a razor over his head. What does it mean that Beit Shemai says you don't have to run a razor over here? means he has no way to fix it. Ha, the Beit According to Beit you do have a way to deal with it. That's to run the razor over. And this is similar to Rabbi Padat's position, which is, Beit Shemai and Rabbi Lezer are of the same position. My Rabbi Lezer. What is Rabbi Lezer? The Tanya. In lo boin yad v'regel, in lo to'ara ulamit. That we have a bright that a mitzora, that does not have a thumb, but does not have a big toe, he does not have an ability to become tohor, because that the process of his tara requires that the blood and the oil be put on his thumbs and his big toes, and he doesn't have them. Divrei Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Shimon Omer, yanichenu al mikomol. You leave it wherever the place is. Whatever's there, you put it on. And then you'll say, You can even use the left hand and be yotze. So what you have over here is an explanation of the bright oath that we brought down. 
Originally, we suggested that the Brita that we brought down indicated that Tznufa is not Me'akev. Mar says, if I extrapolate the way that you would derish that Brita, then I would say by hair also the same thing, and that would be an impossible explanation or an improbable explanation of the Brita with regards to hair. And it's clear by hair that everybody needs you to run the tower of your head. Whether it's Beit Shammai or whether it's Beit Hillel, we require you to do something. According to Beit Shammai, we require you to shave the head and you can't do it, so you're out of luck and you can't do anything. According to Beit Hillel, you still have to run a razor over the head in order to have a takana. So you see there that the equation between Yesh Losar and Ein Losar teaches you that just like by Yesh Losar, you have to do something. So do it. By Ein Losar, you have to do the same thing. You have to do something. And therefore also by the case of Ben Sheesh Lo Kapayim, Shein Lo Kapayim, that would tell you that just like by Kapayim, you have to do Tznufa. So to Bayin Lo Kapayim, you have to do Tznufa. According to the Chachamim, that will be the Mitzvah. According to Belezer, that will be the Akev. And it will no longer be a question on their position. Now, we have from that, we see here, that with regards to hair, Beit Shemai believes that it is Me'akev. And Rabbi Padat basically says that, that Rabbi Lezer and the Beit Shemai have the same opinion, which is that the cutting of one's hair is Me'akev. And therefore, if you don't have hair to cut, you can't be mitahair, such a nazir. And similarly, Rabbi Lezer says, by a mitzorah, if you don't have those body parts required by the tarata mitzorah, you're also not tahor. It's not mitahair. And so you see that that explanation of Ravina equates with Rabbi Padat's explanation, which is Beit Shammai and Rabbi Lezer of, of the same opinion, that when you're missing these items, you can't do it. And that would also seemingly equate to Rabbi Eliezer's opinion here, which is that everything is ma'akev. If you didn't have hands and you couldn't do tznufa, that would be ma'akev in this case as well. And so therefore the explanation would be, according to Beit Hillel, who says you have to run a razor over the head, then according to the Chachamim means that's the mitzvah, you should run over a razor, but it's not Me'akev, because the Galachat's not Me'akev. According to Rabbi Eliezer, that is Me'akev. And you'd have to run the razor over the head, and that would suffice according to Beit Hillel. According to Beit Shemai, who says that you have to run the razor over, and that is Me'akev, that again will follow the position of Rabbi Eliezer that we find in Mitzorah. And here, according to Beit Shemai, it's Me'akev, even if you don't have hair. And therefore, over here also, even if you don't have hands, the tznufa would be me'akev, or the tznufa itself would be me'akev. Ben she'ish lo kapayim, ben she'en lo kapayim. He said, just like by kapayim, you have to do tznufa, so too, ben lo kapayim, you have to do tznufa. And the chachamim will even be able to explain in the sheet of Beit Shemai that when they say it's me'akev, it's not me'akev and you can't do it, but rather me'akev, that you must run the tar over your rosh, and you must do the tznufa with your zrot. Not that you're completely exempt. It's ma'akev that you do some action, but not that you can't accomplish it. And that's how, the, according to Tosafot, that the Chachamim will still fit into that position of Beit Shemai. That's one way to read the Gemara. On the other hand, the Mepharish says that the Gemara here actually ends with a question on this position of Rav, because now the Gemara is saying that according to Beit Hillel, the explanation here is that you're ma'vir the tar and it's not ma'akev. And what you see from here is that in the end, that's right that the cutting of the hair is not ma'akev, and so too, tznufa is not ma'akev, and that would be the proper way to read the right brighter about the hair, as well as the brighter about the tznufa, and that would be problematic for the position of Rav or Rova, because they said,
that Snufa is Me'akev, according to Rabbi Eliezer. And here, we have evidence to the contrary, that Snufa is not Me'akev. And again, according to the Chachamim, you don't need this bright to tell you that Snufa is not Me'akev. So certainly the bright of Zotarat and Azir has come to tell you that according to Rabbi Eliezer, that Snufa is not Me'akev, and that would go against their position. And there are a number of difficulties with that explanation. Number one is that clearly Rabbi Eliezer has opinions in other places that it is Me'akev in these instances, and that would be surprising that we would say over here that it's not Me'akev, but Se'ar, just like he says by Mitzorah that it's Me'akev, it would seem that over here it is Me'akev, and as the Rosh and the Tosavot point out, And in this case by Se'ar, it's impossible to say that the version or the way to read the Brayta is that we're comparing Yeshlo to Einlo. Because the Beit Shemai be Yeshlo Se'ar, Yeshlo Takana. Because for Beit Shemai, when you have hair, there's a way to resolve the problem, which is that you cut off the hair. Be'enlo Se'ar, Einlo Takana. And when you don't have Se'ar, there is no Takana. So you can't be learning out from no Se'ar to Se'ar. And for Beit Dilel, then what is the Hashva'ah? Again, just like by Einlo, you have to put on a tar on his Rosh, so too by Se'ar, you'd have to put on a tar on his Rosh. That's explicit in the Psukim. So it's clear that the limud or the direction of the limud is from the yeshlo to the enlo. So korchach balashvot enlo the yeshlo. It's coming the other way around to teach you that the enlo tzarich havaratar that enlo requires havaratar ubeidelli. Achanami balashvot enlo kapaim the yeshlo. And so too over here by the kapaim, it's coming to teach you that the enlo is just like the yeshlo. The tzarich lahnif bizroo. When he doesn't have hands, you would have to do it with your throat. The mar the mitzvah, the mar the ma'akev. According to one of them, it's the mitzvah, I mean the chachamim, and according to Rabbi Lezer, it'll be me'akev. Now, you can see here in the Mesorah Tashas that the girsa here is problematic because it's the opposite of the girsa that we find in other places in Shas. That the attribution is actually the opposite. If you look at other sugyot in Shas, and therefore many of the Rishonim want to change the opinions here to match up these sugyot, the other sugyot in Shas, proving that the Kirsayir Nazir is incorrect. The other hand, the Baliyat Tosafot in the Gemara Menachot, we mentioned this back when we spoke about the case of love, Shibichlalot, that the Gemara brings down a Girsa with regards to a Bayan Rabba's position in Lav Shibichlalot, and we said that that was reversed from where it is everywhere else in Shas. So some want to change the girsa over here to match the way it is in other places in Shas. On the other hand, Tosafot in Minachot, and I mentioned it then when we discussed this by Lav Shebechlalot, Tosafot says that there are sugyot in Shas called sugyot hafuchot. That there are sugyot that are flipped. And therefore, back on Lamed Chenem and Bet, Tosafot maintains the girsa the way that it is, opposite to the way it is in Shas. And in the Gemara in Minachot, he brings a list of sugyot throughout Shas that have this type of girsa pucha, an exact same sugya, but just the attribution is reversed. And one of his examples, obviously, is the Gemara in Lamed Chedem Bet, but also the Gemara here, Amem Vavam Bet. This is one of his examples of sugyot apuchot. And therefore you see that the Tosfo believed that the girsa was correct here in Nazir, and is what he calls sugya apucha. That there are cases like this in Shas where you have the attribution reversed, 
And it's not right to go back and then flip it to match the other sugyot, but literally, it's as if it's a lishnachrin or an ikadamre in the Gemara, that this is the way to read it with the attribution reversed. Okay, now lishnachrina, amilo, we have an alternate view of the Gemara, which is amar rav, and here again there's a question about the girsa, whether it should be amar rav, or rather amar rovo, tnufa benazir me'akevet. Tenufa, the wave offering by Nazir is Ma'akevit. Alibet Daman. Ilem Alibet Rabbi Eliezer Pshita. So here the Gemara says, if it's for Rabbi Eliezer, that's Pashut. Amar Rabbi Eliezer, Achar Masim Kulam. He says you have to do everything. So what? Of course it's Ma'akev. El Aliba de Rabbanan. This is according to Rabbanan. Hashta Yeshlamar Tiglachad Amrei Rana Loma Akva Tenufa Miboid. The Rachamim say that the Rabbanan believe that Tiglachad's not Ma'akev. Now you're going to tell me that Tznufa is Ma'akev? Umilo Ma'akva? Now the Gemara questions that and says, wait a minute, is it not Ma'akev? Atanya. Zo Torah Nazir, Ben Sheish Lo Kapayim, Ben Shein Lo Mekapayim. So now the Gemara is now learning this the opposite way that we learned the Brayta before. Which is now, just like Be'en Lo Kapayim, he can't do Tznufa and it would be Ma'akev. So to Be'esh Lo Kapayim, it would be Ma'akev. And so now the Gemara is saying that Brayta proves to you that it's Ma'akev. Even according to the Chachamim. Now again, for Rabbi Eliezer, you don't need it. Because Rabbi Eliezer knows that from Achar Masim Kulam. He says that you need to do everything. So rather, it must be here that this is according to the Chachamim. And what are you going to say now about this Brayta? So now you're going to tell me that when it comes to Seyar, that it is Me'akev. And just like by a Nazir that has Seyar... He has to cut it off. So too, an azir that doesn't have CR, he will have to cut it off, and it will be ma'akev. But we have a bright that it seems to indicate otherwise. Nazir mimurat, ben shemayamim ain't sarich lavir tarosho. He does not have to put a razor on his head. Ben shemayamim sarich. Amar Rabbi Yavina, might sarich lebeitilal. What is it sarich lebeitilal? Sarich vein lo takana. Means he needs to do it, but there is no takana. The ben shemay, according to ben shemay, yesh lo takana. There is a way to deal with it, and that is to run a razor over the head. So if there is a way to deal with it, then it's not necessarily me'akev. Ve'upliga the Rabbi Padat. And this girsa argues on Rabbi Padat. Because in this girsa, Rabbi Lezer, by Mitzoro, says that it's me'akev, cannot match up with Beit Shammai, because Beit Shammai, in this case, does not say it's me'akev. Beit Tilel is the one who says it's me'akev. Beit Shammai says over here that you have to run the razor over the head. So now, the Gemara seems to indicate that you have the possibility here of explaining the bright that is not being ma'akev. And just like by Se'ar, one has to run the razor over the head to take off the Se'ar, so too by the case of Enlo Se'ar, you have to run a razor over your head. And according to Beit Shemai, that would suffice. That would be just fine. And so it wouldn't be ma'akev. And so now that it's not ma'akev, we'll say the same thing by the case of Tnufa, that it's not ma'akev. Well, if it's not Ma'akev by Tznufa, then according to whom, the Rav stays statement that Tznufa ben Azir Me'akevet. There's no opinion like that, because according to Rabbi Lezer, it's obvious. You don't need to say it. According to the Chachamim, they're not Ma'akev. And the Brayta does not support the fact that it is Ma'akev, because we would read the Brayta the other way around. We'd read the Brayta that it's not Ma'akev, just like Bayin lo Kapayim. He doesn't have to do Tznufa, so too by Kapayim he doesn't have to do Tznufa. And therefore it would be a Kasha on that position of Rav, or on that position of Rav. Alright, so that's the way that you would have thought to read it, but Ravina comes along, Rabbi Avina comes along and tells us 
That's, that's not the way to read it. Because when Beit Hillel says, Sarich, that you have to run the razor over, we thought that meant, Sarich, that he needs to do it, and he has a way to rectify it. Along comes Rabbi Vina and says, no, when Beit Hillel says, Sarich, and that means, Sarich, it means that it is, according to Beit Hillel. That means that just like the shaving one's head is me'akev according to Beit Hillel, so too by Tnufa it would be me'akev by the brighter that we brought. And therefore we would suggest that according to the Chachamim that it is me'akev. And that will be the explanation here of the position of the Chachamim, which is that Rabbah's opinion or Rabbah's shito is coming to explain the position of the Chachamim. And it's not a kasha because Tnufa is me'akev even according to the Chachamim. Because here we see that Beit Hillel says the same thing with regards to Giluach. And so too we'll say the same thing with regards to Tznufa. That's the way that the Mepharesh reads it. And then most of the Rishonim read it as being that the first case is supportive of Rav's position within Rabbi Eliezer. And in this case, it's not supportive of Rav or Rav's position within the position of the Chachamim. And Tosafot and the Rosh explain... That in the again, the Gemara concludes actually that the Brightot are authored by Beit Shemai, and they are not Me'akev. Even though that seems to be a stretch way to explain it, because why would you set up the Brightot like Beit Shemai? It makes a lot more sense to set them up like Beit Hilal, and to say that the Tznufa is Me'akevet, and so is the Giluach. The only problem with that is then it would not fit into any of the Shitot. Because we know explicitly that the Chachamim believe that Tiglachat is not Me'akevet. And we know that if it was Rabbi Eliezer, we already know from the Brayta that he thinks Achar Komasim Kulam. He doesn't need the Pasuk of Zotarat Nazir. And therefore it would be Zotarat Nazir would, would be according to anyone there if you said that that taught us to be it is Me'akevet. So rather they explain the Brayta of both Nufa and of Tiglachat as being authored by Beit Shemai which is that they are not me'akev, they do require you to do some sort of action, whether that means to do the tnufah b'zroah, or to do the tiglachat with the tar over the head, but nevertheless, it's not me'akev, and the chachamim will subscribe to that position that it's not me'akev, and that's why these brightot will fit then, according to the sheet of the chachamim, even though we're explaining the brightot according to Beit Shemai. That's what the Rosh says, that Zotarat Nazir Atyag Beit Shemai, and then the parish of the Brayta is Kishem Sheishlo Se'ar Tzarich Lavir Tar Kach Enlo Tzarich Lavir Tar Vidach Brayta Nami Mefarshin Ochi Kishem Sheishlo Kapayim Menif the Mitzvah Kach Enlo Menif Bizroo. All right. Next Mishnah Gileach Alazevach Venimsa Pasul. He cut his hair after he brought a korban, and then they find that the korban is pasul. Tiglachto Pasula. Then the cutting the hair is also pasul because you need to cut the hair. After you brought a korban. But the korban that you brought was not a korban, so you don't have a tiglachat. And his korbanot don't work for him. Now, what it means here, according to most of the Farshim, is that none of his korbanot that he brought are good, even though the other korbanot were kshirim. Because the other korbanot were brought at a time when he couldn't cut his hair anymore. So he brought the first korban, cut his hair. Then he brings the subsequent korbanot. Those korbanot are brought at a time period where he's not finished his nizirut. Because he basically has no hair, and he has to now wait. According to Rabbi Eliezer, seven days. According to the Chachamim, 30 days. Because if Listim came and shaved one's head after they'd completed the nizirut, then you have to wait time, for, you have to wait the sufficient time for the hair to grow back. 
So over here, if he brings the korbanot before his hair goes back, he's bringing korbanot, not at the time that he's concluding his nizirut. And therefore the other korbanot don't work. Yileach ala chatat, shalom If he did on the chatat, shalom lishma, v'achar kach hevi korbanotav lishman, and he brings the remainder of the korbanot lishma, tiglach top sula, tiglach doesn't work, uzvachav lo alu, and uzvachim don't work. Now this piece of the Mishnah, as they note, is extraneous because when you do a chatat lo lishma, that is a korban pasul. So that's the same thing as the first case, which is the nimsa pasul. And he found it's pasul. It wasn't found to be pasul, but he made it pasul by doing shalom lishma. And therefore the din is exactly the same, which is the tiglachat is no good, and the remaining korbanot are no good. Gileach, ala or ala shlamim shalom If he did the cutting of his hair on an ola shlamim, but he did them lo lishma, now difference by an ola shlamim that are done lo lishma, they are kush, they're korbanot that are kshirim, they turn into nidavot, they don't work to fulfill your nether over here. He brings the remainder of the korbanot lishma. Tiglachto psula. Again, his tiglachat is pasol because he's bringing or doing his tiglachat on korbanot that are not discharging his obligation as a nazir tor. And then the remaining korbanot are no good because they're bringing them when his hair is not ripe to be cut. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Otoa Zevach Lo Alolo. You're right. That Zevach doesn't count towards the completion of his Nizirut. Avar Shara Zvachim Alu. The remainder of the Zvachim are Ksherim. So even though that Zevach, when he has it Lolishma, obviously he's not saying this about a Chatat, because a Chatat Lolishma is Pasul, and even Rabbi Shimon agrees that it won't work. But in the case of the Olash Lamin that you do Lolishma, then that is a Kurban. And according to Rabbi Shimon, we're going to see in the Gemara in a second, he believes even if you cut your hair on any korban, korban nidavah, that is good enough to cut your hair. Now, if you cut your hair properly, the remainder of your korbanot are fine because you're now completed your nizirut and it's the proper time to bring the remainder of your korbanot. And for that reason, Rabbi Shimon believes that you are fine over here. If you do this, you are fine as far as your tiglach is concerned. All the other korbanot you bring are fine. You'll just have to bring the korban that you did lolishma. You're gonna to have to bring it again to discharge your obligation as your, for your neder nizirut. Now here, according to this last line of the mission is divrei akol, according to the mefresh, according to Tosvot. Im gileach al shloshtam nitzah echad mehem kasher tiglach tok shira v'yavishar zvachim. If he cut his hair on all three korbanot, and he brought all three korbanot, then cut his hair, and he, as long as at least one of them is kasher. Then his tiglachat is kashera because then he did it on one of the proper korbanot bediavad that will work as long as you get it on one of the korbanot the tiglachat that's enough and then you bring the rest of your korbanot because you have a kasher tiglachat and you'll have to replace those korbanot that were found to be psulim or no good. Amar avad abava zotomeret from here you would conclude kasavar Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon believes nazir shigileach al shamein edavayatsa. That a Nazir that cuts his hair on a voluntary offering, that he is Yotze. My daima. What's the reasoning behind Rabbi Shimon's opinion? It says you will put the hair on the fire that is under the Zevach HaShlamim. Doesn't it say you place it under his Shlamim? Or the particular Shlamim associated with the Nazir. It just says you put it under a Shlamim in general. So any shlamim would suffice over here, any nidavah, 
Kurban Nidavah would suffice over here, and that would allow you to do your Tiglachat. Tosafot over here brings a Gemara in Zvachim that learns it slightly differently, and he says, Medishani Krab is Zvachim. The Pasuk by Korban Todah, it says, Al Todat Shlamav. And the Gemara Darshans from that, Lerabot Shalmei Nazir. That comes to include a Shlamim of a Nazir. Lakshuye Lishman Ulukamad Varim. That brings a hekesh between the Todah and the El Nazir. And from there the Gemara learns also the Hekesh that just like your Shalmei Nazir are good enough to cut your hair, so too a Todah would be good enough to cut your hair on. And a Todah is a voluntary offering that he would have brought. It's a Kurban Nidava. And if he brings it and he cuts his hair on it, then it would suffice. So there they learn it from the fact that the El Nazir is hinted to within the Parsha of the Kurban Toda, where it says, Al Zevach Todat Shlamav, and the Gemara Sedashans from that, that that Shlamav refers to the El Nazir, and that equation would tell us that, just like by the El Nazir, if you cut your hair, you're good enough, so too, if you cut your hair over the Toda, it's good enough. Over here, he Darshans it from the Pasuk here, in Nazir, which says that, instead of saying Zevach Shlamav, it says Zevach HaShlamim, which seems to indicate a generic Shlamim and not, the particular shlamim that is associated with his korban nazir, and therefore a korban nidavah would suffice for him to cut his hair, and he would discharge his obligation in that case. All right, we're going to stop here by the end of Memvav Amudbet.